Hello, and welcome to the Meet the PhDs podcast. I'm your host, Vicky Loras, and I'm a PhD researcher at the University of Zurich in Switzerland. In this show, I speak to people who are either doing PhD research, have already finished their PhD research, or are thinking of pursuing one. Today's guest is Marianne. Marianne is Norwegian, now living, studying, and working in the UK. She just started her PhD in accounting history in April 2022, are really fresh, and she's doing it part-time alongside working part-time as an accountant. Welcome, Marianne. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Is it true? Was it your birthday yesterday? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> Happy birthday and all the best to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wonderful. Um, okay, let's start a little bit um, with your background. How did you generally get into accounting? It's it's actually really funny because uh, both my parents are accountants. Okay. Um, and when I was about eight years old, we were sort of going around the classroom and our teacher like asked us what we wanted to be when we grew up. And obviously at eight years old, everyone wanted to be footballers or pop stars or princesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her, I was like, oh, I, I couldn't possibly answer that. Like, I'm, t- you know, I'm too young. Um, and she's <laughs> like, oh, like, you know, just something, it doesn't have to be like final, like you can change your mind. And I was like, but... At this age, how could I know what kind of accountant I want to be? Like, what if I want to be an auditor? Maybe I want to be a tax accountant. Maybe I want to be a forensic accountant. Like, how could I know? Um, And it's to the point where whenever my parents, you know, back home bump into one of my my teachers or one of like the parents of my friends from school they all ask you know is marianne an accountant and obviously my parents and are pleased to be able to say yes marianne is an accountant um and nobody's surprised uh-huh. <laughs> um so accounting was always going to be it for me i think uh that wow. was set out very early on mm-hmm. oh very interesting that's great because neither of my parents were teachers or linguists, so <laughs> I just uh, did something totally irrelevant to them. Oh, great. Um, now, your topic for your PhD is accounting history. I find that really yes. interesting. Can you explain exactly what you're doing, what it's about? Yeah, sure. So um, accounting history is fairly niche like there's not a lot of us that that do it uh most accounting history uh, most accounting research uh focuses on you know the stock markets and companies and earnings or like fraud is very popular and obviously now it's big data and all of this um but that was never going to be it for me because i'm not i'm not into the stats i'm not into the, the quantitative um so i sort of found accounting history and I was already interested in like the more conceptual side of accounting. So okay. I'm interested in like, you know, why do we do accounting and why are accounting standards the way they are and what should accounting standards be trying to achieve? Um, 
So when I found out about the historical side, I wanted to, to further build on that. So what I'm actually doing is I'm looking at the purpose of accounting in historical uh, estates. So, you know, like Downton Abbey, but not fictional. Um, <laughs> and I'm comparing it to the purpose that accounting is serving in a type of modern organisation called uh, private equity. Um, which you might have heard of uh, in terms of, you know, the big bad corporate guys that strip <laughs> strip companies of all their assets. Um, uh -huh. So I'm basically comparing those two types of organizations and looking at, because uh, I think that they do their accounting for, for similar similar reasons. Um, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to to be looking at. So basically looking at their accounts and saying, what what was this information used for? Why, why was it produced? Um, so yeah, I'm both both on the historical side, which is not that common, but also on the conceptual side, which is also not that common. So it's a it's a fairly small it's a fairly small niche, um, but I'm having a good time. So, well, that's great to hear. And to tell you the truth, I know a lot of people who have studied accounting, my mom included, but I I never knew anybody like you're the first person I hear that studies accounting history. That's so interesting. It's funny because I actually stumbled on it completely by accident. I'd never heard of it um, until I started looking at um, starting my PhD. And I was looking because I'm, you know, I've still got my job. I'm doing it part time. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't going to move for the PhD. The PhD was going to have to be local. Um, and, you know, if that didn't happen, then the PhD wasn't going to happen. So I was looking at all the local universities and I was going through all the lists of, you know, all the supervisors. Yeah. And I stum stumbled upon my current supervisor and uh, saw that one of her research interests was accounting history. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, like, that's so cool. And then I kind of realized that when I did my undergraduate dissertation, the historical part of my lit review was actually the part I enjoyed the most. Wow. Um, so it just sort of clicked for me and I was like, actually, you know, that sounds that sounds exactly like the kind of thing I want to be doing. Um, so I literally had not heard of it until the beginning of 2021. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Now, something I ask all my guests is, why are you doing a PhD? Yeah, I mean, that's a big question, isn't it? Why, why put yourself through this whole process? Um, for me, it's sort of two parts. Um, I definitely, I would like to teach eventually, and obviously teaching in higher education these days, a PhD is, is definitely a requirement. Uh, in accounting, it didn't used to be. It used to, you know, be a case of, you know, stay in industry for a few decades and then trans transition into teaching. But now... Yeah. You know, there being more and more academics, the requirements have gone up. Um, mm -hmm. That's part of it. But also just when I was doing my undergraduate dissertation, I really fell in love with research. Like I, I did the dissertation kind of, you know, as a joke uh, at the end of second year. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if I did if I did a dissertation? And then I ended up falling in love just completely with the research process and, and that sort of different way of building knowledge and uh and learning new things that is so different from what we mostly do as accountants which is study for exams mm -hmm. um 
And so I, I sort of decided when I was doing my undergraduate dissertation that I eventually wanted to go on and do the PhD and, and go back to research. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, working in something like accounting, like that sort of practice and in a business, like it gets a bit, it gets a bit samey after a while. And as much as I do learn a lot in my job, it's a very different sort of learning. So yeah. um, for me, as much as it is, you know, about the destination and where a PhD can take me in the future, it's also just, this is what I want to be doing right now. Like yeah. I want to, I want to research and I want to, you know, learn loads of stuff about something I'm passionate about and really interested in. So, uh, so it's sort of twofold for me, the current, the current thing that the PhD is giving me and also what it can give me in the future. Super. That's great. Um, can you tell me what's the part, apart from the research, what is the part of the PhD that you're enjoying the most? And what do you find challenging? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, so far, I've obviously just started. Um, <laughs> so I'm not doing a whole lot yet. Um, but I... I find the the bit that I've been doing so far that I find the most tricky is definitely like the academic writing side of it because it's something I haven't done for oh my god it's been it's been about four years since I did yeah. my undergraduate mm -hmm. um and in those four years I haven't done any academic writing I've sat lots of professional exams but you know that's a very very different skill set um yeah. So it's definitely just getting back into that groove and, you know, forming these sentences and then forming these arguments and trying to actually convey your information. Um, that's probably the bit I'm finding the toughest um, is the actual act of writing. Um, but also I'm sort of slowly dipping my toes into teaching, which is something that I've done just a little bit of before. I've done a few sort of teaching, teaching covers and covered like individual classes. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the only thing I'm doing this semester as well. But that's obviously a skill that I, you know, I'm just very, very new to still. Uh, so that is definitely super intimidating so far. Um, just, you know, because you're dealing directly with other people and like you're actively impacting their education. So obviously you want to do a good job. Um, yeah. So it's probably the writing and the teaching for me that are the most like intimidating bits so far. Okay. Um, for sure. Super. The writing is for me too, actually. I'm enjoying I, it, but I find it pretty challenging sometimes. Yeah. I think I think that is for a lot of us though. Like writing is just difficult. Yeah. And I think the biggest change I'm finding from like uh my undergraduate experience, mm -hmm. obviously a PhD is a huge step up in terms of, you know, you're actually producing something original. Sure. And so it's just that, like having that confidence in yourself and, you know, actually critiquing what you read and not just, you know, obviously at, on at undergraduate level, you know, you do synthesize and everything like that in your lit review, but you know, you don't so much critique the research of others, but now I'm reading papers and, you know, thinking about, you know, how could this method be improved how would i do this differently and it's like yeah. taking that ownership and like believing in yourself in that way of looking at these papers of these researchers that have been doing this for decades and going actually here's some improvements that that's huh? a whole different level of like trying to to put yourself out there so uh -huh. 
I think that along with then obviously formulating that into writing and like actually conveying, you know, all these big ideas and stuff, I think those are definitely, they go hand in hand as being difficult and intimidating for like <laughs> emerging scholars, as they yeah. call us. Um, but yeah. I really love your enthusiasm. You're so enthusiastic. <laughs> I just, you know what? After after four years in in the corporate world and very much like you know the day to day grind and yeah. you know accountants, it's not it's not something a lot of people go into because it's you know they're super passionate about it. You know, it's a good job. It's a nice nine to five. It allows you to you know pursue what you want to do outside of work. That sort of thing. So it's just. It's really nice to be back to something that I'm really passionate about. And, yeah. you know, also obviously finding people over the internet and in, in this community that we have on Instagram and everything, everything, everyone's so passionate about everything that they do. Yeah. And that's really contagious, I think. Like, it, it makes me really excited when other people are excited about what they're yeah. doing. Um, Same here. Yeah, isn't it great that we've never met in person, actually, and we met over Instagram, and here we are now talking and having a podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it, exactly. I've met so many people online uh, yeah. through this whole thing, and it's, you know, it's so great because I would never have met any of you in person because you, you're all over the place. So, yeah, yeah it's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, you also work part-time. How do you combine working and doing the PhD? So I'm quite lucky and I've got, I've got quite a strict uh, divide um, because we are, so my day job as an accountant, I'm in uh, what you'd call an accounting practice. So mm -hmm. we're outsourced, we deal with lots of different clients, like I'm not in-house in any one company. And as a result, like our our nine to five is very much like a nine to five because uh, yeah. we're all we're basically on call for our clients like during business hours. Like if the clients need me, like I'm I'm there. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a very very strict set of working hours because we work the hours that our clients expect us to work. Mm -hmm. So I'm sixty percent in my current roles. So I work three three out of five days, um, and for those days. I work like I literally from from uh, from nine to five. I bill my hours like the whole shebang, um, yeah. and then the two remaining days I just have have off to do my PhD work. Um, yeah. So I'm quite lucky, and I don't have to do that juggle of like, oh, I've got meetings in the morning, but maybe I can fit in some PhD work in the evening. Like I've got a very clear like three versus two days uh complete divide um, obviously with with scope from both sides to swap things around when when uh if, if we've got a really busy week at work you know i'll work five days that week and i'll take move my two days over to, to the next week that that sort of thing um mm -hmm. but yeah i've got a very very strict divide between um between my day job and and the PhD, which mm -hmm. I think is helpful because I think when you start blurring those lines and trying to do the work like in between each other, like eke out like every bit of time during the day, like that's when it gets a bit stressful. I think trying to manage that sort of juggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, super. Um, as an ending to our discussion, what would you 
advise anyone who's thinking of doing a PhD and they're hesitant or they're thinking about it? I definitely think, you know, think about why you want to do it. Um, And I think, like, especially with the way we see the job market now, I think a lot of us that are that are in this now are very aware of like it's a it's a tenuous position to be in if you're just looking at academia. It's it's definitely not guaranteed. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm as an accountant, I'm a, I'm a big realist. You know, I, I was very clear on when I went into this. You know, it'd be great to get an academic job at the end, but it's not guaranteed. I need to you know have another plan, and I need to think about. You know, if I didn't end up with an academic job, would it still be worth it or would I be wasting my time? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that everyone needs to, <clears throat> to to think about for themselves. And and obviously that's so different just based on, you know, um, where you are in the world, the market might be different, what discipline you're in, everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and also, obviously, a lot of us, you know, don't earn that much while we do the PhD if we earn anything at all um academic positions don't pay that well (laughs) even when you're done quite frequently so I think there's so many things like that that go into it that you need to you know weigh up to see if it's worth it to you but at the same time I don't think that's all you need to consider like for me I was getting to a point in my career where I was I wasn't very happy at my job i i couldn't do it for five days a week anymore yeah and so you know obviously i'm choosing to take a pay cut working only uh only 60 percent of the time and obviously taking on a whole thing that i've never done before a whole yeah. lot of extra stress in that sense but it's giving me so much more than that like it's making me feel so much more balanced I don't feel like I'm spending all my time just doing this one kind of soulless job Mm -hmm. um it's giving me so much satisfaction it's giving me a purpose in a whole other way than my Mm -hmm. my day job is um and so for me that makes all of it extremely worth it yeah Um, so I think it's being realistic about weighing up the pros and cons but I think what people need to think about is really the intangible bits of that as well like it's not just about the money yeah obviously you need enough money to live on but if it's going to give you a lot of joy that's also really valuable mm-hmm. um so that would be that would be my my main advice is really weigh weigh your options um don't don't forget the intangible stuff don't forget the joy like if it's what you really want to do then you'll find a way to make it work Mm -hmm. um don't don't let capitalism get you down like that you know um because what what we do as academics is really valuable um that that goes out to my humanities people who quite frequently hear that what we do isn't very valuable yeah Uh, (laughs) it is it is and if it's bringing you joy as well then it's then it's really valuable for you as well personally um so yeah that would that would be my that'd be my takeaway from it well that's super Ah, Marianne, it's been such a pleasure having you. You're so positive and so and realistic too, because the PhD can be hard, but you bring so much positivity and motivation. 
I'm so happy to have had you as my guest today. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Oh, great. And see you over on Instagram. Yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Meet the PhDs podcast. Subscribe on all available podcast platforms so you can be notified every time there's a new episode. See you next time.